It was a it was a big but it was a big week this week as well. Many many things happened. Uh, I tried to keep the habits rolling, keep the our routines, and keep you know improving one percent and all of that. It was a it was pretty challenging, pretty difficult. I didn't really succeed, but I'm gonna tell you a bit more uh, once we go get on with the podcast. How was your two weeks? How were you two weeks? It was full of struggle, as we added more routine and we added the gym routine as well and as we get more serious with our workouts i realized how weak my body was so it needed some time to recover from some days of leg workouts but then this is one of those struggles you know along the way you realize you're weak so this is the point that you have to improve so I've been going to the gym every day um, in the morning, the days I wasn't able to go in the morning. I try not to skip any um, gym day um, throughout the two weeks. And um, overall, the weather gotten a lot cooler compared to last time. Um, feels like fall is already here and yeah. Uh, having a cooler weather was uh, definitely um, great because you don't get as exhausted as you used to from the heat but this time it wasn't so much of from the weather it was more of the um, the workload that we had in our um, workplace um, I heard you had a really hectic work schedule, so could you tell me a little bit about your your work and how it went? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> as you know, I'm a community manager for like a co-working company, like you know, we work uh, this kind of company. So uh, we we uh, rent private offices to people. So I'm, I'm and I'm organizing events, and so we have a lot of events on the fire right now, cooking. So there's so many events, and the clients are requesting tighter deadlines, uh, more requirements. Um, we are planning more and more events as well. So it's really packed. September is packed of events from, from next week, Tuesday. So September 12th to September 25th, I probably have like seven events that I'm preparing. September is the month of events, it Man, sounds like. It is. And, and you know, there's a few reasons I don't know if it's a month of events, but it's a month of coming back to work after vacation. So you wanna you wanna capture leads, you wanna capture people back from their vacation, you wanna touch base with your clients, you want to just you know start restart the, the business activity and this also is translated by events. So that's why you know there's a lot of events, there's a lot of people meeting people, uh, there's always a few parties, you know, in September, a few networking events. Mm -hmm maybe more than more than in the summer anyway so so many events um and we also have like special you know uh, we launched we launched a new center in august and now we're having the opening event in september uh, so there's like also other components coming in you know oh by the way thanks for inviting to that one um event that you 
uh, managed last time. The office was so amazing. The site was great. I never been to such a tall building in a long time, yeah. but the office location was great. The event went smoothly, and yeah, I think you've done a great job on managing that event. Thanks, bro. Uh, I hope. Yeah, well, I was gonna say the office all good. I know that the wow factor of the office is like undeniable. I was gonna tell you what about the event for me. What's important? What What about the event? The office is the office. What What about the event? But seems like you enjoyed it. Very um, much. Very much. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I know there's like improvements to be made in terms of the presentations, so that will be improved later. I do. Uh, I know that there's, but there's always room for improvement. But yeah, anyway. Um. Anyway, so that's why I have a lot of work. And sometimes I mean, it's it's hard to organize. Of course, when you um, as a as a as a consumer, when you attend to these kind of events, you don't really know what kind of work that goes into this um, organization of the events. Um, so much as the people who actually organize and put together this event. So, how much like workload? Or what kind of things that do you have to do to make this event flawlessly smooth? Okay, I'll touch on that in a second. Okay. Before that, I want to introduce this episode kind of as a... So we always try to improve 1% here and there. We always want to do better. We always want to progress. We certainly progressed because we realized that it's definitely not easy. And for me, I've not really been able to progress and and progress up and you know progress yes but make these improvements have been really really challenging in these two weeks because of the huge workload that i have so i just want to say that this episode is going to be because we discussed it this episode is going to be about the struggles that we had in these two weeks yes. why we had these struggles mm -hmm. and what can we do to maybe improve and you know we, so that's what we're gonna talk about so thanks for asking about my work and how you know organizing and events go. So let me <clears throat> summarize that quickly. First, when you organize an event, of course you gotta decide what topic you're gonna do it on. This can be affected by your passions or guidelines from uh, the HQ and so many other factors. But when you get the, the topic, then you need to find a partner, speaker, if you need a speaker. You don't always need one. If you need one, you need to find one. And you need to find the date, time, and place as well. The quick thing with my company is we have the place all the time. We have our centers. And we have a huge network that we can maybe pick. We can pick speakers from, you know, uh, from all our members. There might be people who want to speak to promote their companies or they just want to speak because they like it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, sometimes you, we can get members to speak. But most of the time, so far, I have... I have asked people, you know, from the outside to come and speak. So, yeah. So, when you ask people outside of that um, co-working space, do you search on internet, go on the internet and do some searching, and then you just contact them, write them cold letters, and then ask them if they want to do a speech for this event? Yeah, that's exactly what I do. Mm -hmm. uh, the good thing is doing this job I go to a lot of business parties these mm -hmm, days because mm -hmm. I need to meet people. Maybe mm -hmm. easier to 
to get speakers easier mm -hmm. to just have new partners mm -hmm. since I can meet people like physically mm -hmm. in, in, at this party mm -hmm. is a good is a good first contact mm -hmm. if not definitely internet Kakao talk Facebook Instagram I go everywhere and so and I try to get speakers or participants mm -hmm. if I don't if I don't have enough participants I'll go to Kakao groups mm -hmm. Facebook groups internet like um, organizations or clubs whatever I contact whatever I can do whoever I can and I ask you know would you be interested you know for example the, the event that, that, that you took part in for young leaders mm -hmm. there were a few students among the, the participants oh there were there were five students uh -huh, five students um, they were and, and I, I contacted the young leaders club which which you know gathers all students disseminated in South Korea in different regions and so they have like a club of young leaders even mm -hmm. the the Ministry of Economy uh, is kind of backing up this club because they want you know for business and they give lectures so this is kind of a big club I didn't know about the club but looking at you know potential participants I contacted the president which told me awesome I'm gonna tell you know people if they want to join and we had five people joining from so that's usually what I do okay and then if, if not then I ask people that what I met during business parties to join mm -hmm. of course I don't ask anyone and uh, people who would be interested I don't really you know spam people who would not care about this event if I'm gonna I'm not gonna invite someone who is an investor to an event about uh, making coffee maybe uh, you know I try to be relevant or then I look like people who you don't care don't look at you know don't care about what people do and mm -hmm. I look at just mm -hmm. a, a spammer basically mm -hmm. so anyway so that's so so then when you get the speaker the date the place the venue then you need to start promotion so you need to create flyers banners event page so you can get registrations you need to create emails so you can send emails with you know nice emails not just hello you know you can just newsletter kind of emails um, you need to organize your emailing list who you're gonna send the email to of course you need to cooperate with HQ so they can make the flyers so before that you make the draft and mm -hmm. everything so that's what goes into promotion emails flyers of course individual contacts mm -hmm. what, what I did you know with the young leaders club and and yeah and when that's ready you send all the emails and you, you start promoting right so and some of the things that uh, you ran into this week was to to mention one of the main source of stress that you had um, from work workplace was to work within a very time schedule to prepare for the event we it's quite funny um, I'm not a very organized person so when I have nothing else when I don't have much work it's easy to organize it's quite easy because if you have two three things to do it's easy to set an order of priority if you have 13 things to do it becomes way harder when you create an event and you have all those promotions and everything is one task make the make the draft create the email, the email template create yes, the event is. page yeah. contact the people contact your team so that they contact other people contact the speakers so they contact their network that there's so much stuff going on so that prioritizing becomes a becomes a headache for me 
So I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like the worst. However, it's quite challenging. Uh, and having more and more work obviously makes it more challenging and builds up some stress. But this is not bad stress. Having a lot of work and more work is good stress, I think, because um, it challenges you to do better as well. However, when the client or the person that you are creating the event for um, is not really respecting your time, and I mean, it looks like they're not respecting your time, or they're just giving you more work without caring about, can you do it? Is it gonna be achievable? People usually don't really have, they don't even have the time themselves to put themselves in my shoes to see what I, they don't have the time for that. So they just go more requirements, more and more and more. And sometimes it doesn't really make sense. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, whether it's about deadline or about whatever, you know, so that creates the bad stress. When you think that the person doesn't really care, just doesn't really know about the job and, you know, um, keeps giving uh, more requirements without much thinking. I mean, that's what it looks out from my lens, at least when I look at their lens, of course, they probably have other stakeholders that they, are, they send their requirements, then they send the requirements to me. So they also are under pressure, I do realize. So it's always kind of, but at the end of the day, there's some people that need to filter and you right. know, try to do it. And if and for me, whether people do it or not, it's my job to do it at my level as well. And, this, and the, the really bad stress is, so for me, the two weeks, before we continue, the two weeks have been a, st a mental stress. Physically, my body is fine. I, I go work out, I have the strength. However, the mental strength is not here because I use all my mental energy during work because of that, because, because of all that bad stress that I have. So this is why it, I accumulated mental fatigue during these two weeks and I've not been able to focus on our improvements, tracking my habits, even tracking our days because we said we would stop tracking our morning and evening and focusing on our days which we have not done both of us and at least as far as as far as i'm concerned i have not done it and and yeah so i've had a lot of mental stress because of that so our daily touch base phone call was mainly focused on the morning and the evening but having this stress component throughout the day which brings us down if the day went by ideally with the just right enough amount of task and work and not enough stress then that would allow us to go about the day a lot easier with more space room emotionally and physically and psychologically but we start there, there's a need for us to start talking about these kind of stress factors that's really bringing us down and that was for you the mental uh, stress factors from the workplace that pushed you in certain ways that you have to meet like a certain deadline or pushing you in terms of the things that are seem sort of impossible to do and finish on time but um yeah having those negative so-called negative stress it feels like our daily routine um, catch up will be have to focus more on those kind of factors that really impacts on our daily 
um, daily life. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and this is probably also, it's probably related to as well, making decisions not based on the consequences, but based on what you think is right. As in, you don't want to, so you want, for example, when someone gives you some recommend um, requirements and it doesn't make sense, it's not possible. It's going to, it's going to jeopardize the whole operation. So instead of saying yes because you want to please them and you want to avoid fighting and you want to avoid problems, you rather try to find a compromise and tell them, okay, this is not, this is probably not going to be possible. If you really want to do this, we need to remove this, this, this. So we can't just say yes just because we're scared or because of A, B, C, D reason. You know that the right thing to do is probably to say to block the to block it. There's sometimes that you need to say no. You can't say yes all the time. So you we need to really act according to those principles and not according to the consequences if you say something that's not gonna please them. When you're new to the job and you don't know what to prioritize and what is possible or what is not, you naturally just become a yes man. Yeah. Because you don't you can't really distinguish like which is the best way to approach like a problem but once you start gaining more experience and know how to execute a task you get to build a sense of timeline where like a certain task would require how much time or how much energy from me um then you start to learn where where's your space limits are and you start to set boundaries and it it is another whole new level of um like a homework or like a like a like a like a level that you have to master to secure your own space and time and your boundaries and that comes with persuading the other person with the logical reasons why this cannot be done on time and why you need to think different um Saying that in a professional manner also takes a lot of mental stress and energy because you don't want to necessarily offend the other person. So you got to come professionally, but at the same time without having no bad feelings for each other. Um, but also, you you can. Um, but also, you you're coming up with a option where there's some things that the other person has to give up in order to make the other choice but if not they have to um, let the agent or per se like for you example to work on the task with more time and space and I feel like this is like a learning experience as we grow and I realize that we are in our prime 30s and we are like the core um, human resource in the industry right now and we are sharing space with people who are still far beyond our generation the elders so we have a lot of mixture of different generational cultural mix-up so this is the time where we really getting to learn how to stand our ground and really create our own culture and how we proceed about our own task and how we carry out our problems you know? yeah um yeah it's it's it, well versed you know 
um, this is very important but I want to come back just one second to you saying that when you don't have experience you become a yes man yeah I think that's definitely true because you don't know what you're capable of what you're not capable of well you never know you're probably capable of much more than what you think you are you are right you, you can do much more than what you think you can do usually humans are really yeah, yeah, very yeah. capable people right I mean people but very capable beings however so when so when you don't have experience you know you become a yes man however um, I think even if you have no experience there are some ways to stop the yes man problem uh, which basic which by the way builds stress it's also it also makes you progress sometimes but it, builds, it, it, it could build bad stress and maybe to block it there's like just universal you know universal principles are here to guide you sometimes I feel like so you don't have experience you don't know how much time it's going to take so there's like the obvious if you have a boss you know and you ask him you know how long does it take you then maybe you can okay for me it might take three times more you know resources then you can maybe have an idea and it can allow you to say it's going to be possible it's not going to be possible so I think there's this is just an example of how you could uh, estimate so there's the, the point is there are ways that you can stop being a yes man I think I, this is my opinion and also in general like Korean society is very hierarchical so you can easily offend and it can come as an offensive gesture to your boss or your manager if you bring up saying that oh this is not possible but yeah um, I just want to say if you just say it's not possible of course you're a boss in any country I think because I was talking that I, I was I was we were debating with my dad the other day mm -hmm. so because he's a manager mm -hmm. position and when someone tells him it's not possible then he says you know well your job is to make it possible so find a way so then the point is of course it's sometimes it's not possible the way it is so you want to propose you know what is an alternative it's not possible the way it is however if you give me one more person to work on that then it's we can make the deadline it's possible or if you or we need more time or we need to give up this 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 that's so, usually what people expect when you when you're in this usually when you're in this position making those kind of decisions and you you're in a position to propose to your your boss this is new ground like there's not well I can talk from experience that when these kind of situation came up uh, there was nobody who could like really advise me on how I can maneuver around this problem I had to come up with a creative way how to attack this problem and what can I do to ask for additional resource or I need to um, have more working hours I myself had to come up with a solution and propose um, to the upper managers and these are opportunities and occasions that we learn how to become our own managers ourselves and I think this is really gold but at the same time the situation oftentimes gives us under a lot of stress and it is really important to recognize those kind of stress and where it's coming from 
and also that is exactly why I think that we not on a daily basis but often we if, if there's moments like that throughout the day we recognize that and we talk about it because the more you talk about it the more you think of your day and what was the stressed agent to drag you down throughout the day emotionally and psychologically then you start to think of it objectively and then come up with new um, approaches how you're going to face those kind of agents definitely I agree I agree when you have a problem the first thing that you should do is try to find the creative whatever solution first you think about it sit down think about it think of the solution if you cannot find the solution after even trying hard then you go for advice might it might not end so well but at least you know that you did the right thing you if you can't find the solution you know it happens sometimes sometimes you might you think you think you think and then uh, sometimes it doesn't happen so okay then what's the right thing you just try anyway and then you don't make the deadline and then you end up jeopardizing the whole thing or you just go and say okay I have this to do I try to look for the solution I try to look for this 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 solution and I have nothing works so would you be able to advise you know and I think people people usually people are just suspicious that you don't want to do the work first when you go to them with the problems the first thing they will say is okay what did so what did you did you think about it the first thing that they will say is this why you come to me you didn't think about it the first thing they say is this not all of them but most of them so that's generally the yes yeah, so the first you go and say okay I have this issue I did this 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 and I still cannot get to the solution so would you be able to give me the direction that is also the right approach to present to your boss because yeah. well, you have to come up you have to tell them that oh I tried this and this and this approach but it didn't really work out mm. so I think this could be the solution to attack the problem yeah and and by the way we say boss and company when you have an appointment with a friend but you can't make it for A or B or you caught a cold you can't make it this is a problem right I have a cold I can't meet this is the problem what can you what solution can you bring there's some people I can't meet today and you know that's it but there's some people I can't meet today because I have a cold they explain why and then but I have a solution how about we meet next Thursday or I'll I'll talk I'll call you after my cold is is gone it's the it's sim it's not the same but it's a similar process this is a really general mistake that a lot of people make like when they first come into the workforce and then they just don't know how to wisely manage their way out of the situation and um, being mindful of this way of approaching the problem is really important and it I feel like it can really uh, lessen your stress throughout the day because it's objectively there what is the right way to exactly. manage the situation exactly but it's but again now it comes to the point when whether you have experience or not you know and especially when you have experience when you don't have is a bit more difficult right because uh, you don't you don't you just don't know anything you just don't know mm -hmm. but when you have enough experience to at least know what's not gonna work you don't know what will work but you know what will not work probably mm -hmm. it's difficult to 
tell the person, you know, this is not going to. This is. Not, it takes courage. It's not. It's and it comes and it, so it goes down to, do you have what it takes to ignore, not focus on the consequences, but focus on what's right, to you, right? This is where it becomes a mind game. You have to woo yourself and your mindset into thinking this is nothing emotional. This is something that objectively um, possible and not possible and just plain and simple objectively and logically. And if they cannot accept it as a logical approach, what I'm suggesting, then it's on them. Um, but oftentimes because the workplace is hierarchical and uh, and the environment is so sort of hostile not not exactly hostile but like um to bring these sort of suggestions is in situations difficult um but you also have to be a player and be able to read the situation when is the right time to approach your boss and um suggest the things that you have in mind and just really be frank about it and if you sugarcoat it in any ways they're gonna know yeah um the best way is to just get straight to the core and straight to the point just be frank and honest as and, and true as you can this is these are that's why i was mentioning principles it's about principles those principles can guide you what's the fair thing to do what's the right thing to do what's the considerate thing to do what's the honest thing to do if you if if we try i mean as far as i'm concerned if i stay true to the, those principles i think at least i make sure that i'm doing something that's right i mean i put more chances on my side i might i might create like a a kind of bad atmosphere but i know this is the right thing to do but right? I, this is this is the point where you start to build a perspective and a work philosophy that's starting to ask um that 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 starts with the question what is a good work like yeah because all good work has have the same trait um how you manage it, uh, it i don't i don't think from experience i don't think whether you're in a a industry or b industry or c industry the same principle applies to all industries and when you're new and, and you're 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 a newbie these emotions are the biggest enemy for yourself to be be just be frank and be honest because because from my experience personally it was so hard to not sugarcoat the mistakes and even though the mistakes didn't necessarily come from my own the situation was so messed up that I had to just sugarcoat it to make it not as bad but later on you 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 realize they already know they already know if you're sugarcoating or not they they know something smells fishy in there and i'm gonna add to that man okay the funny thing is when you, when it happens first and you are like at the bottom and you made a mistake mm -hmm. every mistake sounds like you dropped a bomb yeah right <laughs> it does and you sugarcoat it even if it's bullshit yeah even if your mistake is just you dropped water on the table mm -hmm. you're gonna sugarcoat it so and the idea is that you're sugarcoating something 
that's really minor to your boss who has probably more bi like bigger problems that's his job all the bigger problems go to the boss yeah and this no and this is normal but but the funny thing is now you probably realize that and i because i realized that the problems that i had and i was sugarcoating all that it's not really minor it's just it's, it's not a big deal for so, so many problems not all of them but many problems are not a big deal and when you realize that i think it becomes way more comfortable it's like this is not a big deal i might take the i might take i might take blows because bosses like to be bosses so they like to to tell you off but I mean, that's that's part of their job to to be to be bosses well, there's i mean there's the, well there's a different point of view i i do think that being bossy doesn't do anything it does it does it just serves your ego as a boss to be bossy if you want to be a leader then you probably need to first tell the person what went wrong and probably how to correct that is a leader <clears throat> yeah being bossy is oh, like yeah. being the boss is fulfilling their yeah, egos yeah, exactly. yeah, I, agree, yeah. I, agree. I agree i agree so but anyway so um but i think yeah it, it's really interesting now you know when you send emails and you see and you know you should put like bcc you know hidden yep. copy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you just put the cc and mm -hmm. everyone sees everyone in the email mm -hmm, the cc mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. I mean, you think you feel like a drug, you drop the bomb, but in some cases, you know, it's better not to do it, but it's, it's okay. So, because it's part of my job. So, as long as it doesn't jeopardize the operation. Exactly. Yeah. So, so to, to come back to the, mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the original topic of mental mm -hmm. fatigue, mm -hmm. this is the mental fatigue. It's when to say no, when to be honest, you know that you are going to make the situation a bit troublesome. At the in the moment but you know that's the right thing to do they might not like it now but they'll thank you later oh you were right if we did it before we might have you know jeopardized the thing mm -hmm. and you know um, no one likes to hear no however you need to do what is right and what is right by as well as by you you know by your principles so I suppose this last two weeks was really hectic from a lot of work but at the same time work-wise um you had to deal with a lot of stress regarding this area yeah that, and that, i think yeah yeah i think this this is the time where you actually learn and you grow yeah so it's not it's not bad for you to have all this stress because like resistance equals you're finding your boundaries and limits where you're touching your limits maybe you can push them a little farther and grow from that yeah but but the real the the the, the source of my bad stress the good stress is more work more work is good stress it makes you progress it makes you prioritize things and mm -hmm. so that's good i think having more work everyone's having more work there's not a situ there's not everyone on earth who's having less problems mm -hmm. except probably i don't know but let, we can we can talk about that later but the, it, it comes it becomes bad stress when you realize that people don't really try to understand you which is happening all the time and they're just giving more work or work that doesn't make sense because they don't know or they don't realize sometimes they might not care or they might know but they might do it just because you they think you will say yes but in any case the thing is thinking about the other point person's point of view 
it's better to explain say no and explain why you know um, and get your point across rather than saying yes but saying yes is easier because you don't make problems you just you don't make problems for anyone right. except you right the only problem is is on me is, is then for me to work harder but, but later on if you like if you keep saying yes you are gonna break yeah and but the thing and then so if you if, and then saying yes this is this was my problems for two weeks I say yes I say yes I say yes this is not aligned with my principles with who I am with how good of a worker I want to be this is the bad stress the bad stress is not being aligned with my principles then I am not Francois I'm becoming someone who's not who I want to be so then okay when you face many of these situations and you and chances are anyone's gonna face a lot of these at some point you you face so many that you start saying no and doing the right thing mm -hmm. so it takes a lot of courage and takes mm -hmm. a lot of fails and takes a lot of bad this bad stress but taking you know. a lot of courage is for real mm. it takes a lot of courage so yeah so that's what that was the source of my stress and my mental mm -hmm. fatigue because I was like Francois you did you said this and now all the operation is messed we change everything we need to up everything all those 20 people working for you they're going to have to work harder they're going to hate you because you've not been a good project manager because you said yes to something that's mm -hmm. a bit crazy mm -hmm. where you could have said no or mm -hmm. said okay we don't do this don't do this mm -hmm. don't do this so that's the that's why I'm, I'm fatigued and that's I that's why I created more work for me and that's the, the bad thing because I had some other stuff important stuff that I couldn't do which I should have done but now I couldn't do so now I have to do more stuff in the limit in the more limited time frame which now jeopardize the operation mm. and at the end of the day it's gonna be on me and my boss will be right my leader my boss my whoever will be right to tell me you know okay let's take a moment in time where we can review the things that were in a way to keep our daily routines such as the things that you just talked about um and see if we can improve on these um, things yeah paul and you remember two weeks ago i said it earlier in this episode excuse me we said that we would track our day stop tracking our mornings and evenings yes. we've not done it mm -hmm. we failed mm -hmm. on that miserably mm -hmm. so now that we realize that we failed we better stop tracking our mornings and evenings and actually tracking how the day was did i make the decisions based on the consequences i think i feel this is the most important did i do did, did i make the, the decision based on the consequences of who is going to yell at me or who is going to be mad at me or or did i make the decision based on what's the right thing to do by my standards by my principles by what by you know those honesty and and you know consideration all those principles and justice so we gotta do that in to to first know how much of a yes man and how much of a you know consequences sure. drinking you we are we need to we need to open ourselves to what the fuck did i do this week why did i you know i think that we need to take a we need to take us and we need to be slapped by our decisions so we need to do that let's uh let's have that question linger in our minds for the next two weeks and just sort of absorb ourselves yeah, we need to how much uh of a yes man we are yeah and, and sorry go ahead um 
No, you okay. Didn't. <laughs> you so, yeah. So you know all those calls that we have every mm-hmm. day to touch base. Mm-hmm. What did we do? So we stopped talking about the mornings and mm-hmm. the evenings. That's it's it's done. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 I I think we have a solid base that of what we you know okay. the, the routine. So, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. And and let's just talk about how the day went. That's great because um we kept trying and our routine had established pretty well but it still is psychological stress or the physical stress um for me the last two weeks was really more about the the physical inabilities not being strong enough not being fit enough i had a leg workout day and I was dead for like a week and I couldn't do anything else because my, my, my leg was so weak after the workout it was completely dead so I was like I was I, walking like an old man and I couldn't really do anything else okay Paul I, I, I have a question because we talked about my mental fatigue mm-hmm. for quite a long time I want to talk about you just mentioned you for you the fatigue for these two weeks was more physical yes this workout the leg workout you mentioned what exactly did you do to be in such a state that tell me about the workout what did you do so every day in the morning i go to the gym and do stairmasters and i thought that was a good enough leg workout but then i was when i would go to the gym in the morning i would do some chest some biceps some back but i never really done the leg workout because it's kind of sort of scared me in a way that the the stairmasters was for me was good enough leg workout but i sh- i had to level up and do some serious leg workouts so i done squats i done um other just leg related um workouts like deadlift stuff like this um low rate low weight high reps just get just to get the muscle just get used to the work workout but then after that the day after my leg was dead hold on man you went from just stairmasters to deadlift to leg curl to leg raises i, I did everything yeah to, just to just to prepare your muscles you said something like just this now you, yeah you just went... to prepare my muscles i i Yo. did high reps <laughs> <laughs> low weight I was I, I thought I, w- I would recover in two days so I had a banana for potassium <laughs> <laughs> the the second day and the third day it was even worse I couldn't walk I was walking like an old man um and yeah um my whole day was like not really capable and after five days I made the full recovery um but during those four or five days i couldn't really win over my mind um because my body was just not there even though my mind was there my body wasn't able to follow my mind so i felt it's really important for the body to have less resistance towards the path that you're trying to go to it has to feel like feathers it has to feel so light i think that's why you want to keep yourself in a fit physique because if you're not in a good shape whatever you're trying to do 
it's gonna get you tired easily and fast so that when you're facing with a lot of tasks ahead of you you're gonna feel tired and exhausted and you're gonna run into trouble executing those tasks and problems so so keeping a good physique was the biggest lesson in the last two weeks and this is something that I really need to work on my physique and my fitness because we just started this habit routine building project and up until recently it was just like simple morning routine and evening this yoga and stretching and easy stuff but as soon as we started to hit the gym it's a whole new level and we started gaining um, gaining a lot of um, muscle aches and we faced issues with the nutrients the stuff that we intake to compensate for the, the, the muscle so it's been a really interesting week but at the same time um, maintaining a good fitness and really feeding the body the muscle machine no, um, really feeding the body with good healthy nutrients so that you know it's easier on us uh-huh um <clears throat> yeah um but so okay and uh, i have i have a, another another question for you though um you said you said you know we need to keep a good physique but you you tried too quickly and you paid the price <laughs> so but but so i mean hands up you know it's not easy but then some it happens it happened like for everyone i think but i mean the point what i want to ask is what no no wait what went through your mind i mean what was the thought process to jump from to the, the stairway of heaven to doing this and this and this and this what went through your mind you know i just, I just want to no no I'm, I'm really seriously so so when you go to the gym you you tend to listen to things that really motivates you and one of those people is david goggins and david goggins says you put you give anything to your body your body will handle okay you you just like put anything to your body you you put your body through hell it's gonna handle that but it's only it's your mind and so i just gave my body like okay so today i'll, I'll just give my body a full like leg workout you know my body can't handle it you know it's 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 a mind game yeah um so david goggins really uh sort of pushed me in that in that way and um i realized that I'm not David Goggins, even though I, ha I have the mind, my body is like, you know, I cannot cope with a incapable body. So um, I learned to really stay in tune of my body and how capable my body and fitness really is. So um, that was one of the motives. Um, I went all in in that leg day, but also mm -hmm it sort of reminded me of a uh, old Korean saying that if you have an, an ambitious goal or like a goal that you want to achieve you really have to be in a fit condition 
because you're going to get weak along the way because it's going to be a long journey to reach that goal you have in mind uh, that it is really critical for you to have a fit body for you to carry on with the task that is needed to reach your goal so that was one of the main lessons learned um mm -hmm. in the past two weeks and yeah i think we're on a good path and we got a good thing going because we'd be hitting the gym more often and our workouts been more robust and for the gym i don't think it has to be like an everyday thing exactly because the muscle has to recover and it needs time yeah and um, yeah it's true I was actually watching a video, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yep. the, of course, you know, yep. he had a lot of competitors mm -hmm. and, uh, and from one of them was like envious, you know, of the physique. So mm -hmm. he tried to work hard, to work, mm -hmm. to work out harder, you know, mm -hmm. if I work out harder, I'm going to get close to him. Mm -hmm. But that guy didn't realize that, you know, muscles need time to rest for some time after going back to the gym he went that guy went to the gym like every day like twice mm -hmm. per day or something like that mm -hmm. and then he discovered that you know Arnold Schwarzenegger after going to the gym intensely for like two, three four days I think was he gave himself two three days rest not all the time but I guess there was some time where you know he just took rest to let his body take recover. the protein intake to mm -hmm. recover and you know maybe take ice bath or I don't know mm -hmm. but so I think that what you say is very relevant, you know, even in top bodybuilding, they don't work out every day. You know, there's a day for rest, maybe two days. The harder you work out, maybe the harder you rest or something like that. So, yeah, I think uh, it's very relevant and it's very interesting to see the hurdle that you faced. I think it's really nice because, you know, we don't we don't have as if we, we even if we have the mind, we might not have the physique. Maybe our mind, maybe. 10 years later, you, you you figure out maybe you just didn't have the mind as well. Who knows? I don't know. But because that David Goggin guy is, I don't know about his mind, but to walk this marathon of how, I don't know how many kilometers with a broken ankle or something, I think it was, that guy is is, is something else. Let's, let's both agree that uh, we got a job that we have to attend to and <laughs> we have to actually be able to oh, walk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And sit on our chairs yeah. every day. At the end of the day, if at the end of the day, listen to your mind. For me, listen to your mind. For you, listen to your body. I mean, for both of us, listen to our mind and body, body and mind, and try to do it. So I think those two weeks have been a nice lesson of listening to your mind, listening to your body, tracking the day, and just try to let go. You know, I think. I have I have a couple points that I want to really point out before we end our podcast here is one thing that we've been doing on a daily basis was we keep pushing and we touched our physical limits when we work out we feel that resistance okay like this is too much this is too much for the body to handle right now but that's touching limits and that's not necessarily reaching failure physically but doing it and giving our bodies to fail and go to that point of failure willingly on a regular basis I think that is very healthy 
and also the second thing that I feel we're doing something right is we're absorbing and monitoring our day and really evaluating what is right and what is wrong and what could be better and doing this on a daily basis and sharing these kind of experience gives us the opportunity to reflect on ourselves and recognize those kind of elements so that we can improve on yeah it's yeah it's all about being conscious mm -hmm. being conscious and being self-aware you know being conscious of my actions and being conscious of the surroundings being conscious and being self-aware of who i really am what mm -hmm. do i really do versus what i say mm -hmm. being self-aware of this the bad stuff that maybe i do sometimes right. to people or I, mm -hmm. so i think that summarizes quite well and so yeah we're doing well those two weeks were not easy mm -hmm. we had those physical and mental stress mm -hmm. but by monitoring our day and being conscious and self-aware more and more we'll definitely be able to align our you know uh, mind with our body and our principles with our actions and for sure we'll be able to build you know a nice solid basis so let's both agree that that is something that we will give ourselves as homework for the next two weeks to just kind of really be aggressively or yeah aggressively be conscious towards our beings and our mindset from a third person stand of view and just really go over ourselves um and just evaluate and share the experience and what the things were um done in a right way under our principles or if there are things that really could have been better um so i feel like we're in a another phase of our habit tracking because we're past the the daily routine just maintenance kind of thing to upgrading and enhancing some of the parts throughout the day um so yeah i think that is uh good enough for today's podcast i mean it's good enough uh we went over what we decided but i think it was a nice talk uh, i think it was more natural than before more organic more organic i think it was a nice conversation i think it was a nice conversation about our both our problems what we faced yep. maybe the way to handle it mm -hmm. uh, and and identifying the causes of the problem is probably the most important which i think we did so now we just need to come up with our ways to to make it better so we'll track as you say we'll monitor and two weeks later we'll probably have one or two things that we try to improve and we successfully improve so uh, let's catch up in two weeks with this and maybe other nice topics and nice action that we had uh, in these next two weeks and, so stay uh, tuned Hey, why you cut me, bro? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Don't cut me like this. Okay, repeat it. So we, you, you want to do like a, another fresh ending? No, it's okay. No, okay. <laughs>